There's a certain image to Old Town Scottsdale. It has a distinctive look and feel that's not found in any other city in the valley. It's probably the line of wooden buildings downtown with ornamented facades, or it could be the abundance of trading posts and salons. It's everywhere though, not just downtown. A high number of horse-related artwork spreads across the city. Some establishments even offer hitch posts to fasten one's horse for when the parking lot is full. Western motifs and appreciation for horse culture saturate all parts of Scottsdale. It must not be just a coincidence then. Welcome to Valley 101, a podcast by the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com, where we cover Metro Phoenix and beyond. I'm Indian producer Neetis Basnit, and today we'll explore the western roots and cowboy heritage of Scottsdale, and whether the place is indeed the horse capital of the valley. Downtown Scottsdale is bustling on a recent Saturday afternoon. A crowd has gathered on Main Street, just in front of the under-construction Civic Center Park. Gary Sprague holds a maple-colored acoustic guitar and sports a black cowboy hat, matching boots, and bandana bolo tie. Shadow cast by a tall suaro provides shade to some first-time visitors who are enjoying Gary's singing performances. He looks like a proper cowboy. And like all cowboys, he's on the saddle, on top of... On my trusty horse, Dusty. Uh, Dusty's a 22-year-old quarter horse. I got him when he was two. And he's been working with me here in Old Town for the last 15 years. But why is a singing cowboy on horseback wandering around Scottsdale on a warm Saturday afternoon in the first place? 21 years ago, Scottsdale was doing their best to bring people, customers, tourists back into downtown. For some reason, they hadn't been coming for a while. So they found out about me, and the Old Town Merchants Association hired me to come down on Saturday afternoons and entertain people. And after about five years, the city of Scottsdale decided they liked it so much that they were going to take the responsibility of paying for us to be here and setting everything up. It seems Dusty likes the attention. He performs a few tricks for the crowd who've come to see him and pet him. He can fetch things, nod in agreement, and wave hello with his leg. Gary takes the opportunity to sing about the life of a hard-working cowboy. Real cowboy song. His setlist includes some real old cowboy songs. He sprinkles in a few Hollywood songs too, from the likes of Sons of the Pioneers, Gene Autry, Roy Rogers, and Tex Rittler, among others. Most people don't know there is a real difference between real cowboy songs and Hollywood cowboy songs. In Scottsdale, real cowboy and Hollywood cowboy merge into one. Together, it has formed a character that's quite unique 
to the city. According to historian John Fudala, the molding of the two was an intentional act that shaped what Scotchdale is today. Fudala knows a thing or two about Scotchdale. She has written seven books about this place. And when she's not researching Scotchdale, Fudala spends her time in the basement of Civic Center Library. Sure, when we leave and want to come back, we don't close the door because it self-locks. So. And here, she's turning through the pages of old newspaper clippings and digitizing historic documents and records. Records that explore past figures of Scotchdale, like Winfield Scott, a Civil War veteran who fought for the Union Army. In 1888, he became the first homestead to lay down roots in what's present-day Scottsdale. Scott was born and raised on a farm in upstate New York. He saw great potential in his namesake city. He envisioned a prosperous farming and ranching community. And so that's really the modern-day establishment of Scottsdale. And what really surprises people because Scottsdale is considered a pretty upscale community now with land prices and home prices how sky high is that he and his wife paid $2.50 an acre um, for about 600 acres that now is uh, bordered by Indian School to the south, Scottsdale Road to the west, uh, Chaparral to the north, and Hayden to the east. I mean, in present day, you can't even buy a cup of coffee for $2.50 in this part of the valley. But back then, that kind of money got Scott a lot. On his new land, Scott planted citrus and various other fruits. He also had crops like barley and few vegetables. And before long, hundreds of new settlers joined to start their own families, farms and ranches. By the 1900s, a robust cattle industry had emerged. What we would think of as our kind of cowboy and western roots is that cowboys, not the Hollywood version, but literally the cowhands that brought the steer or that worked on the cattle ranches in what's now North Scottsdale um, and would actually have cattle drives down to a stockyards that was located very close to where Sky Harbor Airport is now. That kind of cowboy spirit still persists today. Alongside the personality a cowboy is defined by the horse and how the animal gets taken care of. If anything, Scottsdale is a city full of horses that are loved. If you love animals and you're around these horses, you just can't help but realize how special they are and how caring they are. That's Tadel O'Shea, uh, executive director of the Scottsdale-based Arabian Horse Association of Arizona. O'Shea lives with her husband in a ranch-style house and her three horses out in the backyard barn. Shay, Veron, and Oberon, all three Arabian horses, spend their days playing around and taking in all the affection that O'Shea provides. And they get alfalfa and they get hay called teff to keep them busy during the day, but they know if I don't give them enough alfalfa or if we spoil them with some you know, grain or pellets, they know. So they'll kind of whinny until you get them what they want. But it's it's such a beautiful way to start your day with these animals happy to see you. I could not imagine not having 
horses on my property. Arabian horses, known for intelligence and endurance, have adapted well to the desert. Scottsdale is the mecca for the Arabian horse worldwide. You'd think it would be, you know, the Arabian desert or the Middle East. Each year, thousands of Arabian horses come to Scottsdale. They take part in the world's largest Arabian horse show. The future for horses and Arabian horses in Scottsdale is bright because Scottsdale embraces a Western culture, which definitely involves horses. And it's not just the Arabian horses. Scottsdale is the year-round venue for several events organized by Quarter Horse and Paint Horse Associations, many rodeos and other horse shows also take place. One particular venue has helped maintain and grow the horse mecca reputation for Scottsdale more than any other. And your help, crowd participation tonight. Westworld. Over 14,000 horses come through the gates of Westworld on average each year. The 386 acres facility is on pace to welcome 60,000 visitors just this year. The responsibility of managing all the two-legged and four-legged traffic comes down to one man. My name is Brian Dykert. I am the general manager of Westworld Scottsdale. This is one of the few cities in the country that I've ever come across that you can have livestock, horses and or cattle. You can have livestock inside an incorporated city limits. That's not normal. Most of the time you have to be outside the incorporated limits. That's very unique. The existence of Scottsdale's Western heritage supports the operation of Westworld and sometimes vice versa. We have a lot of activity and that's the fascinating part and that's where Westworld comes into play because we have all those other people from everywhere else that come here at least once or twice or five times a year to participate in the activity. The horse industry on the local label is strong. Brian estimates Scottsdale is easily home to several thousand horses. And I'm driving down any one of these streets and stop and look over the wall and there's a horse. That's cool because it's not, it's not normal. Scottsdale's the westmost western town. Everybody wants to have a conversation around that. It still exists. It exists in a new format in the year 2022. But what makes Scottsdale the West most Western town anyway? Is that even a real thing? For that, let's go back to our Scottsdale historian, John Fudala. It was originally coined after World War II by one of the merchants that had grown up here, Malcolm White, who then eventually became our first mayor. It was really kind of an intent to kind of re-energize Scottsdale after World War II um, and kind of give us a, a rallying cry, if you will. It took many, many decades after Winfield Scott's arrival for Scottsdale to finally incorporate into a town in 1951. The slogan, West Most Western Town, was soon adopted to market the municipality. This is exactly the point when the Hollywood cowboy culture came into play. For people to kind of escape from the, the worries of World War II, they went to movies. And the movies that were showing at that time were a lot of Westerns. And so that kind of created a mindset. If we can travel again, let's go West and, and see what that lifestyle is all about. Local business owners wanted to jump on the Hollywood movie trend. Scottsdale was already a Western town. 
driven by the cattle industry. They changed the aesthetic of the town to look and sound more like what Hollywood perceived the West to be like. Early re- restaurants and cafes and bars like the Rusty Spur or um, the Pink Pony or Lulu Bells or whatever. So, and that really helped boost tourism. And yet it was authentic here. Because the place was able to take advantage of its cowboy roots. Although... Poor might have been a little bit over the top. As a result, the Western imagery and cowboy culture only grew bigger. It's like a, an elastic slogan because it really means whatever you think the West is. It could be a cowboy image, it could be a Hollywood image, it could be you know, a blend of... The westmost Western town has indeed evolved over the years. Right now, however, Scottsdale is less reliant on that slogan and the meaning it holds. In part, due to the fact that Hollywood has considerably decreased its appetite for Western fleeks and horse-riding action heroes. Because our research did tell us that while Scottsdale's culture and history are a definite plus, they're not the primary draw for travelers coming to Scottsdale. That's Stephanie Pressler. Director of Community Affairs at Experience Scottsdale. The nonprofit partners with the city to spread the word about Scottsdale. And of course, there are those who are coming here specifically for more of those those horse events, um, like the Scottsdale Arabian Horse Show. It's one of our largest and most important events in Scottsdale. Whereas international travelers, specifically Germans, are more likely to come to Scottsdale for the Old West experience, according to the nonprofit. The overall tourism industry, however, contradicts it. Visitors are more likely to choose another destination if that main purpose for their travel is the Old West experience. So... With all due respect to the German tourists and others like them, current marketers of the city are focused on expanding the concept of the New West. Because it's what distinguishes us. Um, that people can experience the desert even if they're maybe sitting on a restaurant patio and there's there's a saguaro near them or, or things like that. They don't necessarily have to be out there hiking, but, but they're just experiencing that desert. And so... With our our advertising campaign, especially, we really take these misconceptions about the desert and we we turn them on their head. So we have one advertisement that we say the desert is dry, but it's three women on a patio drinking dry martinis um, and you can see Camelback Mountain in the background. Or we say that the desert is rough, but it's a few golfers teeing off from the rough of a golf course. This modern version of Scottsdale is a lot less strenuous, but the Old West heritage and cowboy lifestyle is still a centerpiece. Absolutely, that that history is still very much alive in, in Scottsdale, and, and people they do and they enjoy it. Like we as residents enjoy it as well. So um, I think that will always be a part of Scottsdale's DNA. A growingly cosmopolitan city, Scottsdale simultaneously also maintains its unique old West self. I guess that's what the spirit of the West is all about. For Value One One, I'm Nitish Basnet. Thank you so much for that story, Nitish. I was always so lucky to go to a lot of horse shows in Scottsdale while I was growing up. I think it's really unique that the cowboy spirit lives on there. 
If you want to hear more stories about Metro Phoenix and beyond, visit valley101.azcentral.com. There you can hear our past episodes and send us what you're curious about. If you're a fan of the show, please share it with a friend and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also support it by subscribing to azcentral.com. You can follow all AZ Central podcasts like Valley 101, The Gaggle, and our newest bioscience show, The Lab, on Twitter at AZC Podcasts. I'm host and producer Amanda Luberto with Nitish Basnet. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.